0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Taboo. Taboo. This isn't just another episode. This is the last episode of our season. I can't believe this. Yep. Oh, you know what? I'm not going to get emotional, but just want to thank y'all for rocking with us. No One more
1: time. time. You know she done thanked y'all about fifty-seven, eleven times. You know
0: what? But I, I'm i going to keep thanking but y'all. But we do
1: thank you guys. Yeah, it just
0: wouldn't be possible without yeah. you guys. So thank you so much. So you. have a K. good episode for y'all. Kristen, tell them what it is. What it up?
1: It's about... Everything that's going on right now, mm. minus COVID, minus the George Floyd murder trial, mm. um, everything else that's going on, on social media. So, for example, the Sweetie and Quavo altercation.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. 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 Respectfully, Justin. Yes, Can you believe that man's a real person? I can't believe Mm-mm. it. I can't believe he's Mm-mm. from Queens. Mm. Not Moment of silence. Mm. Mom- Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, And then, what else were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Ellis tweet. Oh. a boogie's ex-girlfriend
0: a boogie you forgot my name was ella i'm back to the Band-tho. bands though you know what i'm saying that's is. the og girl <laughs> one i feel very bad for her but you know what now she's free so yep. it doesn't matter
1: be free baby and
0: then the last thing we're gonna be talking about um we guys are, we're giving you an agenda i guess yeah today. last thing we're gonna be talking about is chrissy Teigen because that's my homegirl. i can't believe she's done with twitter yep she's off of it mm. unbelievable so let's get into it let's get let's get right
1: so sweetie and Quavo. Mm. was it abuse
0: Babe, let me tell you something.
1: Right, I'm listening.
0: That nigga, a killer. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop saying niggly. Right. Oh my god, like <laughs> what is wrong with me? That ass. Mm-hmm. No, but see, okay. That man is. Right. He's unbelievable.
1: Well, what do we really know though? Not much. Not much. All we have is the
0: footage. Which sucks because the footage is incriminating in itself. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like, incriminating no because you know what stood out to me the most during mm-hmm. during the footage what? was like him yo this was crazy it wasn't even like the fact that he body slammed her right it wasn't the fact that he was pulling everything who what the hell was in that bag that he needed so bad right. that's what i would know first right. of all something's going on there percocets <laughs> lean first, right you know what I'm <laughs> so i literally what stood out to me the most mm-hmm. was when he had hurt sweetie And she was sitting on the floor, crying. You could see that she was like rocking back and forth, crying, crying, crying. And he was looking at her like, stop being so dramatic, get up. And then he peeped the camera, came back and was like, oh, shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but he he still didn't check. Like, okay, right? Right. So I had the same sentiments. Like, I feel like it's all about body language. Because I've seen a lot of people say, well, it's not abuse, abuse. Mm. And you know when black people say abuse, abuse, or for real, for real, or... They mean, like, it's not really what we're talking about. It's like borderline abuse. Yeah. And I think, I think, I agree with that in one sense where it's like, okay, we didn't see him, like, slash her, right. strike her, right. kick her. But I think the body language post throwing her to the ground is, like, telling, mm. like you said. Like, like, he's
0: very used to, like, this is something, this didn't seem like it was something new. No. Yeah.
1: He looked like he'd been slinging bodies. <laughs> All day. That's why I said he could be a Bro, what's good? With, why would but you do that? that why was, are you manhandling her?
0: You know what I was talking, and I was talking to Olivia, my sister, about this, and mm-hmm. we were just kind of just like, we feel like celebrities, but men in general, mm-hmm. feel very untouchable when they have a certain amount of money. Right. So they feel like the cheating comes along with someone yep. who has a lot of money. This yep. is something that you have to get used to, because, like, I can provide for you, so I can do whatever I want. Exactly. And not only provide for you, but I can provide you a luxurious life. Like, this is above your means mm-hmm. so then they feel kind of like untouchable in that way like anybody any woman would be lucky damn here go kick my ass again uh-huh. any woman right would, <laughs> would be lucky to have me, right and so then it goes into if she disrespects me i make too much money for this i'm about to right handle my business handle her no matter how it goes, right now let's get into the men let me just ask you something. Are we surprised at the responses that we've gotten? No. Not us, but the responses right. that the video has gotten. Right.
1: I'm not surprised at all. No. This and some right of here. them have been... Um, okay, so Ban Hunter Izzy. Who the hell? He's Zonique Zaley's baby daddy, a.k.a. Tiny and T.I.'s daughter's baby daddy.
0: Listen, it's right. Tiny and T.I.'s daughter. Right. Uh, I'm quiet. Ooh, okay.
1: Well, he said, if you think that's abuse, you must not never seen abuse before. Besides the fact that this is really poor English. <laughs> um (laughs) (laughs) it also just shows that we've like normalized abuse yeah like and i think what needs to be clear here the question is not is it abuse or not it's Mm. more so what's the difference between normalized and healthy
0: Mm. like just because it's normal does it mean that it's healthy right no exactly and i think one word that just kept sticking out to me during, during this like entire time right. is just glorified. Like, you right. just made it seem like this is something that comes along with it. A or it's, Yeah, it comes along with a relationship. And it's kind of like something that I wouldn't say look up to, but kind of look forward to. Like, mm-hmm. when you are talking to some women sometimes, you know what, guys? I'll just never be able to say it. But when <laughs> you're talking to some women sometimes, it's like, They want a man who can manhandle them, who can control them, who can, you know, make sure. Like, I've always heard women say, like, I don't want a man who can't, you know, tell me to sit down and shut up. Right. So when it goes into that, it's kind of like you want a man to, like, disrespect you, kind of?
1: Yeah, I think it's, um, hmm, it's like an effect or, like, something that comes with power. Right. Right. Because, like, money gives you power and then Mm. with power comes, like, a sexualization of that power and like a romanticization of a man with power and being in a relationship with a man who has power and like so i completely agree with you i feel like even i think we talked about this in the consent episode Mm -hmm. there's something that women are attracted to when it comes to power like all the things that i can give you and so i don't think earlier you know you said men think that because they have a certain amount of money that, that automatically means that they can handle you the way that they feel they need to or mm-hmm. that they should. Mm-hmm. But women almost, in a sense, glorify that too.
0: Absolutely. The Absolutely. ability a man has to do what he will with you. It's kind of like our job to say money is not enough. Right. But we stopped saying that. Girl, a long time ago. A long time ago. A long time ago. And we're basically just like, if these men can't a- give us like exactly what we want, right. like what we, we were kind of just like, if these men cannot give us what we want mm-hmm. emotionally... Financially, they better do something.
1: Right, and I think just to like reiterate what we're talking about, Adrian Bronner said, mm-hmm. "I ain't see nothing wrong in that video. If you ask me, that's black love. If me and my significant other don't argue like that, then I don't want her. Cause I'd rather have somebody who might punch me while I'm <laughs> sleep before I take a beautiful woman who goes sneak off and f another n while I'm sleep. It's the black lo- It's the black tough love for me."
0: Adrian I- Bronner. If you ever hear this, bro, and probably not, um, <laughs> baby, therapy helps. <laughs> you know, there are there is medication out right. there for you. Mm-hmm. And if you have been in an abusive relationship, baby, go see the lady.
1: BetterHelp is um, a website. It's yep. actually $55 a month mm-hmm. or a week, I believe. I feel like that's in his budget. Yeah. Right. Yeah, especially right. with
0: those dumbass glasses. Right. I am shocked and appalled. No, I'm not. You're not shocked. I'm not shocked. I'm very used to this. And the fact that it's coming from black man, are will we
1: surprised? But No, but this is the problem. Like this is why people from the outside say that black people condone violence. Absolutely. This is exactly, bro. You're saying that this is black love and black tough love. Mm-mm. No, tough love is not literally punching me in the face or slinging me into an elevator and looking at me like, damn, why are you down there? Like get, get up.
0: up. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Jinx not gonna want you owe me yourself. <laughs> mm. That's I, just not right. What I don't like about what he said is. There's already so much toughness in black love that comes along with it already. Right. Between the stereotypes, between the roles that black women and black men play. So for you to say that alongside this comes the normalization of domestic abuse, which Mm -hmm. is something to not even play with in the beginning, Mm -hmm. but normalizing it and saying so far as like, what I don't like is that all these men who are saying this kind of are saying that domestic abuse and deeper love go hand in hand. Right. There's one thing you take from this podcast. If someone truly loves you, they will never put their hands on you. When you look at your partner, they're a reflection of you. Right. So it's like, if you're going after these people... Damn, not me talking to myself. Hold on. (laughs) If you're going after these people, Mm -hmm. you need to look within yourself and say, is this what I'm attracting? Mm -hmm. Is this what I'm used to? And kind of reevaluate that. So that kind of scares me.
1: I think, like, if you are somebody that's been, like, in an abusive relationship or you are in one... The question is like not to normalize things, but to ask yourself: is, is this what you want for yourself? Exactly. Because, like, like I said in the beginning of this episode, there's a difference between normalized and healthy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of unhealthy things have been normalized. And I feel like cheating is one of them. If yeah. you didn't sign up to be in an open relationship, you shouldn't have to put up with cheating. Mm-hmm. It's like terms and agreements, bro. Mm-hmm. I did not sign up for this. I shouldn't have to put up with it. And the same thing goes with abuse. There's a difference between love and passion. Mm-hmm. Damn. They don't have to be the same all the time. I can have a really passionate exchange with somebody and not be in love with them. Absolutely. Or not love with, love them. And I feel like even with abuse, the reason it's glorified is because abuse coincides with passion. It's like, that's why they even ask, like, if you do a crime, like, was it done in passion? Was it done in, like, the heat of the moment? That's why. But that mm. doesn't mean that somebody who is passionate and passionately abuses you also loves you. Absolutely That's not right. how
0: it works. Exactly. They're not mutually exclusive. Right. If we look back to Malcolm and Marie.
1: Right. Oh, no.
0: They had <laughs> a heated argument all night, but not once did Malcolm put his hands on her. Per. Period.
1: Because there's a line. There's a line. Even the worst exactly. people. Like. Draw the line somewhere. Exactly. I was just thinking about this today. I know that this is sidebar, but maybe you can understand it this way. Yeah. I'm watching the, the murder trial of George, George Floyd, and I'm thinking about Derek Chauvin and mm. how monotone and, like, apathetic he was even after he kills this man and just gets into his car and acts like it was just a typical day at work. Right. Right? I'm thinking about when he gets to jail because it has to happen. I'm manifesting it. Absolutely. When he gets to jail and other people, other murderers see him, There has to be some comeuppance for this man. And I say that to say that even other people that do bad things know that there is a line that you do not cross.
0: Absolutely. There's something
1: called unjustified crime. And this was one of them. It wasn't justified.
0: And that's a great example of that because there is a line to be drawn, especially when you respect the person. Right. And when you love that person, you know when to stop, even if it's getting heated and angry. Like, you should know your limit sort of and no one's just say like stop and walk away i understand it gets heated but like she said it's passionate yeah like it's passionate because you love each other when someone hits you i just don't ever feel like it's coming from a place of love Mm
1: -mm.
0: if you or anyone you know is experiencing domestic abuse we do want to leave the hotline for you just in case you wanted to reach out or get the help Mm -hmm. that you wanted so it's 1-800-799-SAFE And that's 1-800-799-7233. Do not ever hesitate to reach out. Just letting you guys know, though, they do. um, I think the domestic violence hotline does keep cookies on their website. So make sure that if you are in a serious enough situation, you can clear out your data
1: pretty Mm -hmm. much. Speaking of toxic relationships, though. Mm. Let's talk about respectfully, Justin, aka Justin LaBoy. Boy. Yeah, it is not La Boy. Okay, it's not La Boy, Boy, <laughs> it's not LA Boy babe. It's giving know. ignorance. <laughs> you <laughs> can't be toxic and not know how to say this. Next I thing. know, right? right? No,
0: literally. But the thing is, first of all, he wasn't even showing his face, his face, or saying his name a lot. I liked him know, better that
1: way, though. Yeah, not keen. gonna lie to you.
0: I feel like. He came out of the shadows and started really messing stuff up. I said, up. go back,
1: babe. Right. Go back, turn around. Don't ever get back up. <laughs> just stay
0: where you are. Honestly, though, Justin Leboy, he claims to be the king of toxic. What he presents himself to be online and what who he truly is, who he truly seems to be, is not the same at all. And I think we can all just... The fact that knowing that, that's social media in a nutshell.
1: I think, yeah, what she's referring to is... Watching this show, watching his Instagram, seeing what he posts, and then also this interview he did with The Breakfast
0: Club, mm. right?
1: So, my first question is, mm-hmm. would you get on this show yourself?
0: Respectfully, Justin? hmm Yes or no? Yes Yo, or no? Fire, okay. rapid rap,
1: fire question. Yes or no? Yes or no? Gun to my head? Yep, gun to your head. Yes or no? I'm getting on the show. Really? i getting on the show. What?
0: Absolutely. Okay, why? I'm a cloud chaser. <laughs> oh <laughs> no, nah. no, no, no. The thing is, I would get on the show, but one thing I would do for sure... I'd have to, I'd be one of those stuck up people that need to review the questions beforehand. I literally was saying this yeah. the other day. And then even in the background of it, I would simply be in the background as if it was like wilding out. Mm-hmm. The girls in the background of the show, listen, no disrespect to any of you guys. If you guys are on the come up and you're trying to look for, you know, some clout, mm-hmm. all power to you. That is not the clout that you should be going for. So in why would my you opinion. get on the show? Because that shit is just funny to watch.
1: Okay, but why do you need to be on it?
0: On like okay, do you mean on it like in the back? What do you mean? Do you want me to be in the background? Either way, you...
1: the background because your face is there. Right, you're, you in the crowd supporting. Right. the nonsense that he's spewing. Mm. It, this is his it's introduction, like... babe. His introduction. <laughs> this is this is what he said. Just listen, just listen. <laughs> I'm the king of toxic. Blah 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 blah. You might be toxic yourself. You watching this show, so let's get into it, babe. When you grow up, right? You 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 growing up. No, Cece. I've never asked you this question. I've talked about Justin boy, but we've never, I've never said, like, oh, would be on the show. Okay, so now you've said the position you would take, you wouldn't want to be like a main guest necessarily. You would want to be in the background. Mm-hmm. Answer.
0: Break Res- it down. Respectfully. Mm-hmm. I'd be on the show. A why? I wanna know why. I think. At the at, at the core, Justin LeBoy is relatable and he's mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. I respect everything he do- he's doing, mm-hmm. but certain things that he promotes pisses me off. Okay. So I take the opportunity to be on that show to educate him, one, educate okay. the audience, and then three, it's just a fun, good time.
1: Oh, child, I need a break.
0: I, know. I need to open a window. <laughs> I'm getting hot. Okay, Kristen, would you be on the show then?
1: No, Where
0: I would, she go, I would not Rachel. be. On, I
1: wouldn't be on the show because at the end of the day. What you allow people to support, if you condone it and you engage in it, you're like you're just allowing it to like perpetuate itself. I hear you when you say I would get on the show to educate him. But the language he used, my issue is not necessarily yeah. the content. Yeah. Even it's the way he's presenting this information. A question he said was like, would you have sex raw? Mm-hmm. No condom. Da da da. You wet. Da- like, bro, you're grown. You are a grown-ass man. Anything I do, like, this podcast is explicit. Like Mm -hmm. We we curse. We talk about things that um, can be considered controversial. But at the end of the day, delivery is everything. And I just feel like, personally, as a grown man who also has kids, may I ask? Mm -hmm. I I, I watched the interview, and Mm -hmm. they said that the man got kids. You have kids, and what you're doing is talking to women and saying things like, raw, Mm -hmm. wet. I... Don't feel you. You lost me. You mm-hmm. lost me. And the thing is, my thing is, if he was 21 or 2019, 20, Probably wouldn't be saying this, but this is a grown
0: man. See, this is why I understand, and this is what I would be torn about on the show, too. Mm -hmm. Because, one, right now, I think I'm saying this right now because I'm young, and I think it's funny, and it's like, No, he is funny, and I'll give you that.
1: Like, And you're right, he's relatable. That's why he's where he is right Right. now. All the stuff he puts on his social media, we all laugh at. Yeah, even though it's outrageous. It's like,
0: damn, in some way, somehow, we felt We relate to it. And that's what he said. On On the Breakfast Club interview, that's what he said, which, you know, that's what stood out to me the most. He seemed... In that interview, he seemed like a respectable... I liked him in that interview. I liked him. Yeah. He seemed like he... He didn't make it up the mud. But, like, he really, like... He you was know. somebody
1: that had a vision. And he was, like, every day was a different day for him. Yeah. And his life changed. Like, he went from being a basketball player overseas. He had kids, has a family that he needs to provide for. Came back home, was doing, like, club stuff. And it all got shut down due to COVID. And he was, like, okay, what am I going to do with this Exactly. Treatment? So, I can respect the hustle. Yeah. I can respect the fact that he goes off of things that he feels are genuine to him.
0: Yeah. But what I will say is that his personality, like you said, he had a vision. Mm-hmm. That vision and his personality, like I said before, does not correspond relate to what he's doing on the show right on instagram it's all joking right social media and i can do that though because i don't see his face i didn't even know who you were but then when you switch over to the show and you're interviewing people and you're saying these same things in the instagram post that we all jokey jokey laugh at like but then turn it into like full-blown conversations he seemed like a 12 year old boy in front of a Right, the if baddest like,
1: girl he's ever met in his entire and life. Like,
0: <laughs> you're referring would you to ever the have sweetie a interview,
1: right? Yes, right, like, so okay. now
0: it's like a 12-year-old kid mm-hmm. in front of, like, the hot older sister. Right. And he's like, <laughs> would you ever have a threesome? Yeah. Like, what would you do if a boy tried to kiss you? Right, how like, much money do I got to make to get with you? Like. Ew, but what I do want to break down, sweetie, baby, I don't know what you're going through, but that entire interview, two words that came to my head. Ignorant and cringe. That shit was hard to watch. Okay, but my que- from which perspective? Was it because
1: was it her answers that were giving you cringe or was it the way he was phrasing the questions? It was all of it. For me, when I really dissect what was being said, I think Sweetie answered those questions mostly to the best of her ability cuz she didn't sound as vulgar. Mm. Not going to say I liked her answers nor would those be my answers, mm-hmm. but The questions being posed to her were absolutely disgusting. Vile. Absolutely disgusting. And she, not at one point did she say anything that made me be like, oh, that's super
0: vulgar. Mm -hmm. Like, that's super
1: nasty. That's classless. Like, I never thought that.
0: It was cringe watching from the outside looking in because you could tell how uncomfortable she was. Mm -hmm. And you can tell how too comfortable he was.
1: Okay, well, let me just say this, though.
0: Mm. The girl got
1: on the show and promoted herself as a businesswoman multiple times. Hey. As a businesswoman, you didn't ask him for any of those questions beforehand. Thank you.
0: And then he goes in the, in the Breakfast Club interview, he says, "Oh, sweetie is me as well um like very trained, mm-hmm. well trained in the media industry." Okay? So she didn't think to, "Hey Justin, you have all these freaking cards in your hand." Let me see one of them before we go on.
1: Yeah. When he said that she's well trained, mm-hmm. I could see that because she didn't give answers that were just disgusting and like were the first things that came to mind. Right. Because she's well trained that way.
0: But in turn of that, I'm sorry to cut you off, mm-hmm. but in turn, what is literally her saying, everything goes back to money. Everything is, he got to pay me for my time. Okay. He got to do this. He got to okay. be an eight figure. He got to be, you got to be a nine figure to get ne- next to me. Like mm-hmm. he has to do this. And even at the end of the entire interview, he literally goes, oh, um, is sweetie expecting a baby and da-da-da-da. Literally wrote down. She goes, you have to pay for that information. And I said, ew. My, there were a lot of things
1: she said that just didn't sit right with me. So much. I have to go said, down the goddamn list. When a man messes, like the question was, when a man messes up, like what can he do to get back in your good graces, oh basically. God. And she said, when a man messes up, money talks. Mm, that's exactly what I wrote down. And then the next question he said was like, okay, so what's the most extra... Like, what do you do to get mm. back? And she said, he sent me enough money to buy several properties.
0: First of all, why was she even talking like that? First of all, why was she even talking like that? Sweetie, I love you, but that just... You ever been in a room where you feel like you're the baddest? Yeah. That's the energy that she was emitting. She, of, of course! That's how I felt. She's icy girl. Right. So it felt like... uncomfortable. But then even the way... You could tell, like, she knew all eyes were on her entering the room because, one, Justin Colmes, you already know, they used to date. So right. they obviously have some type of attraction to each other at one point. Then Justin Leboy, I even peeped this. I think it was like, yes, at 10.32, bro, go back to the interview. At 10.32, <laughs> 10 minutes and 32 seconds, this man looks in Saweetie's eyes and mm-hmm. said, oh, we keeping it super sexy tonight and takes a drink. Mm. Ew. Mm-hmm. Ew. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not trying to go back to the question, but that's why I'm really, like, you were really good on the show. You know, now I'm talking myself out of it. Because, <laughs> you know, Leanna, we both watched the first, the very first episode was Chris Brown in it. And I liked it. You, I don't know if you like it. As I'm not trying to convince. If you liked it, then I, I, I want you to say that you liked it. But at the end of the day, what we both saw was pointless women walking around in lingerie. Oh, yeah, I
0: forgot that part. Okay, sorry.
1: They talking about we respecting the ladies. Every time a woman starts to talk, you guys cut her off. Right. And you did it in every episode. There, I forgot to tell you to watch this episode before you came here, but the boozy episode. No, I refuse to watch anything oh, boozy. Oh no, my no, boozy gosh, it was go disgusting. To hell. Boozy can go to hell. It was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Why do women have to be this like trophy
0: piece? If you had Chris Brown on the show, mm-hmm. I understand you want different perspectives. Mm-hmm. The ladies didn't talk that much in that episode. Mm-mm. You know what, guys? So what were something. they there for? Let me say some. I'm taking everything I said back. <laughs> I am cut the episode. No, I'm, I'm not. Take... No, 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 I'm taking it all back. <laughs> I don't want to be on the goddamn show. I didn't like the first episode. Justin L A Boy, you can ride in hell. And I said Justin L A Boy for a reason because this man got me messed up. You know what? In that first episode, yeah. I'm su- no, I'm saying su- to myself, and I'm like, can you believe mm-hmm. all these women in lingerie sitting around mm-hmm. doing nothing but looking pretty? Nothing. You know what you could? And done? batting their eyes. If nothing. Chris Brown was on the show, invite some bros. You know, at least diversify the, right. the crowd. Right. Squeeze so on the show. You have girls. Okay, no problem. Right. But. Bougie on the show, you know he's going to be disrespectful. To, I don't even have to watch the episode to know that he was disrespectful to, somehow, some Ugh. way in, to the girls in the audience. Mm-hmm. So invite some men on there. You really want to talk about things. You want to get people's perspectives. That's what it seemed like Justin Leboy wants to do. Mm-hmm. When I watched his Breakfast Club episode, it seemed like he wants to get the perspective from everyone. He wants to hear what women and men have to say. Right. But then he does this thing where it's like he'll switch over and be sexist and misogynistic. Right. But then turns around and it's like, ladies, I'm for you. Like, make sure your ba- your bills are paid and all this stuff and da
1: Right. The only reason Saweetie got to answer the questions was because she makes the most money in that room. Exactly. Most likely. The other women, like when it's the Chris Brown episode, why aren't we hearing from the other women that are in the audience? Exactly. These The women that are in the audience, most of them are IG models. It's not like they're absolutely nobody, mm-hmm. like little old me. Mm-hmm. They're like women that are looking for clout anyway. So what I'm not understanding is why they're... Isn't more attention on the audience mm-hmm. if that's what they're there for? Otherwise, you have women walking around in the laundry in the first episode. I literally turned Leanne and said, "Why are they there?" Because right. I walked out the room, and came back, I thought I missed something. No, mm-hmm. no, nope, nope. I didn't. It's, it's just useless. That, like literally, why are they dressed like that? So then, my here's my next question, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> if we look at the altercation, right, and we see that. There's an abusive tendency there. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily saying, I'm not labeling Kueva as abusive. I don't know what happened, right. so I'm not going to make a statement about that. Mm-hmm. But if you look at that, then you look at the interview that was done, mm-hmm. which, mind you guys, just to remember, the interview came out before we knew that they were broken up. Exactly. But apparently they were broken up before or while that interview was being filmed. Mm-hmm. So let's not forget that. My thing is, when they broke up, Saweetie got on the internet and said, like, basically, she doesn't have to put up with cheating anymore. Cheating and lying is way too much. And she's been through enough. This is not real love, is basically what she said. Now, you just got finished quoting Sweetie and money and how money for her is the relationship. How afterwards you get on social media and say real love doesn't look like cheating. Yo. Not once in the interview, when they said, how does a man get back into your good graces? Not once did she say, she did say you got to put him on ice. But that meant put him on ice until he gives me money. Because Mm. what what she said was money talks. Mm. Which means the only way to get back with her is to be able to afford her. Mm. First of all.
0: Girl, you got the game. No, Ah. because
1: I'm confused. Like, I'm genuinely confused. Even on a higher level, my question to women and our generation is... Is this what we're aspiring to be? Exactly. Is this the goals that we talk about on social media? Yes, she's beautiful. Yes, she's successful. I'm sure she has a whole lot of other traits that I don't know of. But what she does put out into the world is the fact that money equals happiness and money equals love. And it's hypocritical to get on this show and say things like, you know, money is what makes me talk. Money is what gets him back in my good graces. And then you turn around and say real love. Mm. Wait, hold up. Not once in that interview did you mention real love. Not much did you mention exclusivity, loyalty, truthfulness. You did say you didn't like liars. But not once did you say anything that had to do with affection and what your love language is. You never mentioned that. And then Mm. the ice on the cake is... Talk
0: to him, (laughs) Pastor.
1: The icing on the cake (laughs) (laughs) The icing on the cake is... The question was, what's the most thoughtful gift you've ever received from a man? Oh, my... She said Bentleys, Mm -hmm. Birkins, Mm. private jets, shopping sprees. What? did what you know because i got a lot to say about kim kardashian west mm. but what i will say is they know like something being sentimental thoughtful yep. when even when she and kanye were not together kanye sent a gift of the hologram of her dead father mm. that is sentimental mm. that is thoughtful you you getting bentley's and birkins from a man is something anybody could do if they have the money what matters to you and this
0: first of all Round of applause for this woman. Because she lost me, No, babe. because you are incredible. She lost me. Because that's literally everything I was thinking. You just, boom, it came out. Bro, God gave us free will, and I just know this is not <laughs> what he what had planned. Absolutely not. This is not God's plan Absolutely for not.
1: Let's say I was this social media troll that was under the Shade Room post 24-7 or under, like, celebrities post 24-7. I don't do any of that. Mm. But if I were to be authentic on on social media, I know I would get dragged for being a quote unquote hater. I'm not being a hater. I'm genuinely asking the question, is this what your goals are? Is this what you strive to have in a relationship? Is money and cheating and infidelity?
0: My problem with her is that you have such a big platform. You had an opportunity to get on there and say, this is what love is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. This is my biggest problem. This is we see so many red flags. We know all this stuff what not to do in a relationship and even before I started this podcast I had a friend who I was explaining the podcast to and he said to me, "You know what you should do on your show on your podcast? Talk about the green flags. Mm-hmm. Talk about the things that should go into love mm-hmm. because we all have seen over and over again what not to do, what not to do, what not nobody's talking about what, what we should do. do." Yeah. And so for her to get up there with her big platform mm-hmm. with her like Sitting next to these men who also have even, like, larger platforms. Right. To sit there and confirm this nonsense that it has to be materialistic, that a man has to make a certain amount of money. Even going into that part where he said, what, what if a, a regular man tried to... Yes. yes. He what said, if- what
1: if a regular man comes and approaches you? He treats you amazing. He said this. He yes. said he treats you amazing and does everything you want him yes. to do. But...
0: Well, what I didn't like about him on this end was that she kept saying, is he regular or is he broke? Right. And Justin was kind of like interchanging the words. Right. No, bro, stop doing this. Yeah. Because you, you didn't start off at the at the highest. Right. You didn't start off at the caliber that you are now. So it's not fair to put other people down. But I think the point of him asking that question in general was great because
1: it was low-key showing, oh, okay, so you don't care how you get treated. You just want to make sure he has money. Mm, very true. And... I personally felt like if you look at all the questions they were asked, that's what I got from her interview.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: didn't hear anything about real love. I didn't hear that's about. That's exactly, it was all materialistic. No, and it's sad that what we're seeing on social media is under the comments, you see all these people saying goals, mm. goals, goals, goals. But when you dissect, that's why when people say, oh, what I rap about and what I sing about are two different things. Is it though? Mm. Because in the songs, Cardi B, sorry to call her out. I'm a fan. Megan me. Thee Stallion, also a fan. Sweetie. I don't know if I'm a fan. <laughs> but she is beautiful, I'm not gonna take any of, that, any of that away. When you promote all this stuff in your music, and a lot of it is taking men for what they got, aka their money, and dipping, getting what you want out of them and dipping, manipulating and using them the way they do us. I don't like when men get on social media or promote the fact that men, sh- women shouldn't act like men. Mm-hmm. Because I agree, I think we should just all act like ourselves, mm-hmm. and whatever that means. But at the end of the day, what women are doing by doing that is trying to beat men at a game that we'll never win at. We're not, we're not men. Yeah, We're not men, and I don't feel like striving to be unhealthy and toxic and adopt all these um, tendencies and principles is something that's going to put us further ahead. Exactly. If anything, it makes us look just as bad. Yeah. And that's why now, even I feel like men look at us and be like, You're the same way. Yeah. Even in the interview, the question was, Do you think cheaters can change? And the girl said, The girl jumped up and was like, Yeah, I do. And they were like, Why do you think that? And she goes, Because I was a cheater. She said, If you stop, I'll stop. Oh, yeah. And that's like perpetuating the whole like monkey see, monkey do. Mm -hmm. I don't agree. I don't feel like that's what we should be doing, and that's not a healthy relationship, is if he stops cheating, then I'll stop cheating. Because at the end of the day, what you're saying is, you don't want to cheat. You don't want to be with other people, but you're doing it to get back at him, because exactly. that's what he's doing to you. Exactly. And at the end of the day, y'all, hurt people hurt people. Period.
0: So Nah, say it again. Hurt people hurt people. Hurt people. people. It's like, not cool. It's, it's huge, and what I hate about this is that, like, I'm going to say it again. We're glorifying toxic culture. Yeah. I don't care if I sound like a, a simp or whatever I sound like. Yeah. We're glorifying toxic. It's corny. Yeah. At a certain age, and I'm only 23, but I feel like a, a goddamn 40-year-old sometimes. It's like, I'm not doing this with you, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm not playing these little games. I'm not going back and forth with you so you can mess up my mental just so I can I can prove my worth to you or right. we have to go back and forth just to show that you know we got real love. I don't got to go through the ringer, see you in a goddamn boxing, like, boxing right. ring. To see if I'm worthy of the love or to see if that if our love goes deeper than that. At the end of the day, what I will leave this topic with is that when you find who you're truly meant to be with, it's like coming home to like peace.
1: Yeah. There's
0: never a time where you should feel a fight or flight motion, like feeling in your body. When you come home to the person that you truly love and who you're truly supposed to be with, whoever that is... It's supposed to feel like peace. So if you feel like that toxicity or that 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 uh, the detention that's between you guys or all the cheating and stuff like that, that's not who you're supposed to be with. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, if somebody yeah. wants you, loves you, and cherishes your being and everything that you are, and, accepts and you respects they, you, and respects you, they will treat you the proper way. The wait. cheating and the lines. Are, right. Yeah. So let's go. Wait, let's wait, go wait. My, The real OG, my, my queen. Wait of my so-
1: What Ella Band said was, Mm -hmm. you should never have to tell a man how to treat you. And that's what I'm just now learning. Sometimes it feels like you have to teach a, "Mm," when they ain't never been in a relationship, but nah. A man is going to treat you how he feels about you, and that's that.
0: Let me tell y'all something. Ella Bands has her own, I don't know the A-Boogie and Ella Bands relationship. I don't know a lot of that relationship. I know that I love them separately. I never really loved them together. I don't Mm -hmm. really care for them and stuff like that. But what I will say is that she hit the nail on this one. I don't think you should have to... Teach a man how to treat you, but you do have to teach them how to cater to you. Yeah. That's a huge... Not everyone is the same. I actually tweeted this the other day as well. If you guys want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Leanna Dom. But I tweeted this the other day. You, Not everyone's the same. Yeah. For relationships, for friendships, for any relationship you have in your life, it's not going to be the same with everyone. You can't mm-hmm. apply this one ideal to every single one. So for you to sit there and try to treat this woman, the woman of your, like, kid's, of your what is it the mother of your children there we go the mother of your children like you cannot treat her the same as you do in any other situation and it goes both ways so it's like you have to teach someone how to love you specifically you can't teach someone how to love but you have to teach them how to love you specifically because you have your own you know things that you
1: i think this is love language yeah exactly like you have you have your own love language not to be corny but it's like love language is different for everybody The difference is between teaching some like what she's talking about is teaching somebody how to love. And I think you're right. You can't teach someone how to love you. Because at the end of the day, somebody is going to treat you how they want to treat you. Exactly. But you can definitely teach them what's special to you, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's unfair for men to run with that or disagree. Or the people that disagree, I disagree with you. Mm -hmm. I don't understand where you're coming from. Because at the end of the day, when someone really loves you, they show you that they love you. Exactly. And I say this because... When you get with somebody, let's ooh, let's step into your shoes for a second, right? Mm. Have you ever been with somebody and you don't want to change anything for them because they don't matter that much to you? Yep. And then you meet someone else and you want to be better in all facets of life, even uh, if they don't ask you to change absolutely. anything. You naturally want to be a better person. When you meet somebody that, that you love, that you want to love you back, and you want their respect, you want them to stay in your life, you naturally start aspiring to be a better person just off of wanting to be around them. Period. You want the best for them, so naturally you want to better yourself. And so, like, I know that A Boogies had a history of cheating. Yeah. So I had a feeling, like, number one, that that was the first thing she was referring to. Mm-hmm. She probably got tired of the whole cheat, take him back, cheat, take him back, cheat, take him back. Breaking, 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 mm-hmm. vacation, vacation, vacation. Exactly. Yeah. She probably got tired of that. And for that, I'm really proud of her, and I'm proud of her for saying that because the truth is, I think like you said in the beginning of the episode, what men get used to is having this amount of money and not having that much time. Mm-hmm. And instead of finding a way to give them that little bit of time, they go to the store and buy them something to make up for whatever that they've done. Mm-hmm. And I think that for black people, especially the reason why it takes us so long to snap out of it is because we're so used to not having nice things. Yep. That the, the minute somebody Gets their hard earned money and gives it to you in a materialistic good or whatever the case may be, we're automatically like, oh, I'm so honored. Exactly. I feel so lucky to have you. Mm-hmm. And it's true, I feel like that's something that you have to establish though, right? Because even in my friendship with you, I ain't got no money. Mm-hmm. I ain't got nothing for you. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Not a dime. Which Not you a got nickel. Love and support. Yes. And when I when I make it, because I will, mm-hmm. I would buy you something materialistic to show like this has been a long time coming. But that wouldn't be. That wouldn't be the way I ask you for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be the way I try to buy your love. I already have it. Yeah. I've already established it. The, the things that come with love are accessories. Mm-hmm. They're not
0: necessities. Mm-hmm. I don't have
1: to buy your love. I never had to do anything that required money in order for me to acquire your relationship and it, the bond that we have.
0: Again, like you said, it goes back to love language as well. Because the thing is, unfortunately, there are some people out there. Not unfortunately. You know what? Everyone love languages. I respect you no mm-hmm. matter what. I just feel like some people's love languages are gift-giving. It's gift-giving. Yeah, that's fine. that's completely understandable. You know for a fact that my love language is words of affirmation. Yeah. That's what I need from you. Yeah. Or quality time. Yeah. When we do that, that means more to me than a gift that you give me. me. As much as I cherish it, like little moments like this where I can look back on, I'm like, damn, I love that memory. Like I have this memory forever. That's what I cherish because that's my love language. Mm -hmm. Not everyone's the same. That's fine. Someone who needs like... Acts of service, unfortunately, to show them that you love them, you're gonna have to go get their laundry. Yeah, and, but it's like if you love them, you will have no problem doing yeah. this because this is who you love, mm-hmm. and love is the strongest thing. I, love is not everything in a relationship, but it has to be the basis, mm-hmm. and that's what I think. You do
1: things with love.
0: Yeah, you do things with love, and I think this is the same thing that goes into relationships. All, like overall, you need some type of foundation there. We said this before. You need some type of foundation so you can. When I think of it, I think of it as a house. Mm-hmm. You need a foundation of the house. Before you start, before you can start renovating, mm-hmm. you can't come in with just some land right. and think you're about to build build you a man, mm-hmm. build you a woman. Like it's not gonna happen because it's not fair if you have to sit there and be their mother, be their spouse, be their friend, be their everything in one person. You get tired, and then you also start to resent them.
1: Mm-hmm. I think going back to your point about like love language and sometimes gift giving, I think that what you'll also find is that people that can give gifts for like to themselves aren't constantly looking for gift giving as their love language.
0: Period.
1: When I can provide and when I'm content with what I have, I'm not looking for another man to give it to me. Mm-hmm. Because here's the other thing though. Gift giving is fine, but I feel like that's a general statement to right. say somebody's love language can be gift giving. Gift giving can still be thoughtful, like we've just talked Very about. True. Exactly. And so that's a super important aspect of it. Showing so, that you listen, that you pay yes, attention. Yeah. But I think the other Problem that we have with these relationships where we stay, we break up, we leave, we break up to get back together, we break up to make up is that do you think possibly the word of the day for you is glorified? Do you think mm-hmm. we also glorify these ride or die relationships? Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: There are instances where holding someone down isn't the right thing to do. No. Oh. And I feel like what we get used to is men saying specifically, I'm just using this as an example, I cheated. Are you still gonna hold me down? Or are you gonna give up on me? And I just feel like this guilt tripping mm-hmm. that y'all do. Got to go. It takes all the accountability out of what you did. Mm-hmm. They say, I'm sorry, but are you gonna are you gonna leave me? Mm-hmm. Dude, you you made this decision on your own. You didn't consult me. You didn't think about me. You didn't think twice about the family that we have built, et cetera, et cetera. But here you are saying, don't leave me. Don't give up on me. Mm -hmm. Giving up has the most negative connotation. It's not that I'm giving up on you. It's that I'm choosing myself. Period. And I feel like Ella in this tweet was saying, choose yourself. Yeah. You don't have to teach a man step by step, word for word, how to treat you. Yeah. When he loves you, when he sees your potential, he's going to do the right thing by you.
0: I think that saved me so much time in a lot of, you know, situationships and relationships, just mm-hmm. knowing that if a man truly has feelings for you, mm-hmm. there'll be no doubt, right. there'll be no confusion, no question about it. His actions will speak louder than his words. Right. So, or his actions will back his words. Right. And vice versa. So it's kind of just like take people for who they present themselves to be. If this man is presenting himself to cheat on you, mm-hmm. r- bring you down, take that. Take, like, understand that and just be like, this is not what I want for myself. Yeah. Himself. Even
1: if he's doing all those things while saying, I love you. Yeah.
0: That it, means that that's
1: his definition of no, love. It
0: literally. It doesn't make sense. It's not love. It's not love. And I appreciate Ella you know as much as i kind of rag celebrities for airing out all their um information sometimes i appreciate her putting that out there but what i love that she did was finally put herself first Dang. i don't know how it went down it seems to me like she put herself first another person who put themselves first was chrissy teigen mm-hmm. and so when i found out that chrissy teigen was leaving twitter mm-hmm. i literally was like poor baby oh that's I, what you felt i personally love chrissy teigen me too i love that woman mm-hmm. i think of all the celebrities she is one of those that is transparent, doesn't right. give a crap what anyone says. Right. So for her to turn around and say that she actually does give a damn what mm-hmm. everyone says, it was a shock to me. Yeah. Because she's so unapologetically herself, or so I thought her to be, on Twitter, mm-hmm. and so open and transparent and stupid and making dumb drunk videos and yeah. acting like she's A person. A person. A human being. She wasn't acting... Because, like, Beyonce will never get on Twitter and no, act like that. Never. Show us her drunken nights nice and stuff like that. Right. But Chrissy Teigen was like, listen, I got kids... I'm a celebrity. Who the hell cares? Like mm-hmm. I'm still, so, I'm just like you guys, mm-hmm. and that's why I love when celebrities do, because like it kind of takes them down off that pedestal. So for her to leave Twitter, she says it was because she just realized she can't please people at all times. Like she, she's a people pleaser. She realized about her, that about herself. She also suffers um, from depression. Mm-hmm. So hand in hand, when people are constantly coming at you on Twitter. Bringing you down, nitpicking at everything you do, she was like, Listen, I can't make all of you happy, so I'm gonna make none of you happy, and mm-hmm. basically just get off of social media. Mm-hmm. And that really hurt, because I was like, That's why I said, Poor baby, because it's like she was just having fun, and because she had the platform that she did, she couldn't live the same life right. that she wanted to. And it's like, We want these celebrities, we want these, we ask for these celebrities to be transparent, we ask for them to, you know, stop acting, get off their high horse, and come walk amongst the the, the regulars, right? Mm-hmm. But then the moment they do, it's like, what the hell is you doing? Right. Get back up there. Or like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you should be, you're up there. Like, you need to be acting a certain way. Like, you don't allow them to be transparent. So then when they close off, like Beyonce, she don't talk to us no more. Nope. She ain't never going to talk to us again. She's never going to give Cause us a Because we act crumb. a damn fool exactly. every time she gets off the horse. Mm-hmm. So you know she's like? I'm going to stay on my <laughs> damn horse. I'm not coming down. But Chrissy Teigen came off the horse. She led us into her life. She let us into those deep moments, especially even when she lost her child. And she was getting ridic- ridiculed mm-hmm. about losing her child. And it's like, at that point, I understand why you have to get on social media. But I just, I do feel bad for her. Yeah. What she specifically said before she left was, this no longer serves me as... Positively as it serves me negatively. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the right time to call something. So, she was saying this as though... From her perspective, she was saying that she was a people pleaser. But what a lot of people were saying was that she was bullied off of social media. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like someone of her caliber... It, can she be bullied off of an app, basically? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Because...
1: You just finished listing all the reasons why you love Chrissy Teigen. And the main one is she acts like a human being. Mm -hmm. She knows that, like, she's not perfect. She likes to show her goofy sides, her serious sides, her really bad moments, her happy times. And so she's still human at the end of the day, no matter what. Like, if I got on social media every day to post a picture and people are ragging me for things that have nothing to do with them, like, I'm just on here having a good time. And here y'all come with all your negativity. I feel like anybody can be bullied. And... I think what we should also look at is, okay, like, let's break down who Chrissy Teigen is. This woman is not just, like, a woman that was, like, you know, had no fame before her marriage, had no fame before she was a celebrity. She was a model. Mm -hmm. And so she got used to everyone praising her Mm -hmm. for her good looks, like, her magazine covers, all the fame that she required from all of that, being, like, one of the most attractive women on, like, Sports Illustrated. That's who she is. And so if you look at today, she's not doing that kind of stuff anymore. She's a mom. Her Seems like her first priorities are her husband and her family. And so now you're getting dragged 24-7 instead of praise 24-7. Ryan. That's a huge dichotomy and a shift in energy. And you kind of have to look at yourself like, is this something like i came on here to have fun every day i was being genuine i wasn't putting out like curated content like a lot of other people do and i'm getting dragged for being myself it's one thing when you're getting dragged for like curated shit that like you don't have any say in putting up it's another thing when you're being yourself and sharing personal moments and your family and people are like can't stand you get (laughs) off of here Like, what are you saying? Can't stand you. Like, that hurts. (laughs) I think bullying has a really negative connotation because, like, we always, the first thing we think about bullying is, like, somebody in high school, somebody in middle school getting Mm -hmm. bullied. And it's a child getting bullied. Right. So, like, to say, like, a a grown woman got bullied on social media, sometimes I think people will automatically be like, yeah, she got bullied. She's weak. She's blah, blah, blah. But bullying is the same as harassing somebody, Thank you. belittling somebody, hurting someone's feelings consistently. That's all the same thing. And so I definitely feel like part of it was her getting bullied off of social media. But I also think she just made a great point by saying it doesn't serve me anymore. Yeah. Like, if you think about it, right? We put mad time into social media. Yo. And we're nobody. <laughs> like, nobody knows us. I'm somebody. You not. <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, we're not anybody of any significance really like we don't have a spotlight on us
0: 24-7 we were never on a cover a magazine I could walk to the store right now with no bra exactly no, lack, no nobody, wig no, no man, nothing. nothing and everybody gonna just look at me like okay she crazy another woman exactly yes. exa- <laughs> crazy as hell <laughs> yeah. but well, when, gonna be outside taking pictures of me
1: exactly nobody's looking at you the way Chrissy Teigen's under a spotlight and under a microscope yes and if you look at how we use social media like we get on social media post pictures and we're not getting a ton of hate because people that follow us are people that know us right so like they on some level care about us care about what we're putting out there but her she's getting on here for a good time and she's getting dragged yo constantly like that hurts that that takes a toll on your self-esteem
0: always trending she was always trending
1: and for anybody that's listening you know you use social media as a distraction Mm. twitter is the most lit app on your phone besides maybe tiktok that's like coming in in close second very close second but Social media is something for us to like unwind and you know take our minds off of other things that are going on. You get on social media and you're the topic of conversation, and nothing that's being said about you is
0: good. Of course, like for us, people are gonna hype us up. They're mm-hmm. so happy for us. Like you know, you had the comments put this up. Her, they be like, Kylie, what the hell is you doing? <laughs> she's like, What? I thought it, I thought. Take it was down. Cute. Take it and down now. Like, Kill yourself. Exact
1: That's crazy. Like
0: people get so. And the thing is, these these Twitter fingers, bruh. These Twitter fingers, mm. they'll be under her post. Sometimes the comment section in Twitter is more funny than the goddamn tweet. Yeah. But sometimes the comment section is so wrong because they'll literally be telling this this person, like, kill yourself. Like, you are the scum of the earth, all this stuff. You cannot tell that to people. You don't know people what... People really do that, though. And they're comfortable. But you cannot get comfortable doing that when you have no idea. This goes for life itself. You have yeah. no idea what people are going through in their life. She's getting constant hate 24-7 saying that she supports child rapers and all this stuff. God, I would leave too.
1: Yeah, I would have to for my mental health.
0: Yeah, because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take my life over somebody else telling me to. I'm not gonna. My life not is having. more valuable to me as a. She's a mother. I'm saying as a mother, as Period. if I'm in her as a, But as a mother, mother, I have people to live for. I have people who are living because of me. Right. I'm not gonna take my life just because you tell me to. I'm obviously gonna leave. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Megan Marco, but we're gonna talk about that another time. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: I guess then the theme of this episode is yeah. When do you leave? When do you draw the line? Mm. Regardless of, you know, relationships, social media, when do you take a break and say, is this what I'm here for? That's why I think that one quote, this no longer serves me as positively as it serves me negatively.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That just, that stands for so many things. A relationship that you see as loving, a relationship that you see as platonic, no matter what it is, is it doing what you initially signed up for it to do?
0: Absolutely. I think a recurring theme throughout this entire season just as a, a, season mm-hmm. back, a recap, is you have to put yourself first. Yeah. You and your mental state comes before anything else in the world. So if it does not serve you, if it does not suit you, if it's not beneficial to you, stop doing it. Yeah. Remove it from your life. No matter what anything no matter what comes alongside of removing it from your life, the hurt, the pain, I'm telling you, it will never equate to the bliss and happiness that you will feel once you remove it from your life and yeah. it's coming from someone who is learning to do it right now and is actively trying to do only things that serve them put yourself in win-win situations yeah and if it's not if it's a win-lose situation you gotta go
1: well that's the last episode of this season guys
0: i don't want to say goodbye uh it's just a break yeah. we'll be
1: back in eight weeks i know that sounds crazy <laughs> but we say two months we're not better. gonna be completely inactive right um If you guys have any topics or suggestions for next season, we are down to listen. A lot of changes are happening in the next two months, so we need some time off. And besides that, like we need to end the season, reflect Mm -hmm. like we are known to do, and see what we're going to change for next season. So if you guys have any suggestions, any comments, any critique, Mm -hmm. yes, feedback, feedback, critique, um... Please DM us yep. at Taboo Podcast or us. email us. Um, It's in our bio. If mm-hmm. not, you can always feel comfortable to DM us on our personal Instagrams. They're up in our bio as well. Yep. How did you feel about this first season?
0: I, like, I'm grinning from ear to ear. If place.
1: you had to give one word to describe this season, Ooh. what would you say?
0: You actually said the word that immediately came to mind okay. for me uh, in the first episode when we promised what we would be bringing to the table and that's introspection i think for me personally and as you guys have listened and gone along in this journey with us throughout these 12 episodes Mm -hmm. you've seen that i've learned a lot about myself i've learned a lot in general Mm -hmm. a lot from you and it's been a lot of emotional processing that i didn't know i needed to do wow so i think introspection absolutely is the the theme for this one but that's personally i think overall Wow. Mm, the podcast is lit. <laughs> what about I you? I would
1: probably say authenticity. Mm. I really want us, even in this podcast, like as we reflect, the whole thing is like, what are we normalizing and realizing that we need to talk about more that's actually not that normal and mm. it's not okay. And I feel like social media and pop culture is something that plays into our society so much, especially our age group, where that's like what we pick up our phone and look at every single day. And... It feels really good, especially in this last episode, to be authentic about how I feel, about someone that identifies as a woman, Saweetie, and about relationships, which is what I strive to have, but not feeling like I have to go along with whatever someone says on the internet just because that person's rich and has more money than I am or is prettier than me. Like, Mm -hmm. I just want to know that this is a safe space for you and for me to come and just be ourselves.
0: Absolutely. I say it 700 times and I'll say it forever because this podcast is something that we just hold so near and dear to our hearts thank you guys so much for rocking with us for this entire time Mm -hmm. i never it's not that i didn't expect this but i'm just so overwhelmed with the response and i think the best response i constantly get from everyone is the vulnerability that we both show from Mm -hmm. this podcast the transparency that's my favorite compliment of all time because that's all i wish for society in general if you know me i just wish this would just be a better place and yeah so for us to contribute exactly what i'm hoping for from society Mm -hmm. it just i feel so much better so thank you guys again for rocking with us thank you and we'll we'll be be back back
1: on the next episode
0: babe season
1: well we could say episode though (laughs) okay we'll be back on the next season bye (laughs) guys Ya yeah.